busy week, and I have not thought of that. I've been, I'm not like I hadn't been praying or studying, but that just that part had not crossed my mind since Sunday. And then when we got to prayer tonight, it was like, boy, that opened up. And God, uh, we saw some things that, uh, but one of the things that I saw was that we crossed over and we came into the land of milk and honey. And it says, we came into the land, whither thou sentest us, and surely it floweth with milk and honey. Hallelujah. So I believe there's a church as a body here, as a company, that we have crossed over into something that's going to be more blessed. Hallelujah. Amen. More blessed. And that's what's my, than, than, than in the place we have been, although we are always very blessed. Hallelujah. But God is increasing uh, the anointing, the blessing on us, the ability. Uh, the, I believe that just... Well, one of the things we did in prayer was, um, I, I, one of the things God showed us is we entered into the land of more. And so we called out the more of more, more freedom. But we just on and on, we kept having uh, unction to say and decree things more. So as you're praying, declare the more. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. More. God wants us to have the more. He wants to bless us more than we want to be blessed. Hallelujah. He wants to heal us more than we want to be healed. He wants to, hallelujah, deliver us more than we want to be delivered. Hallelujah. He wants us richer than we want to be. Hallelujah. Praise God. He wants to He wants to anoint us and send us forth and glory to God. So that's a good thing. That was a good thing. Thank you. So we're talking about uh, tonight, we're in part two of Why Pray Together. Why Pray Together. And that's uh, talking about corporate prayer. That's not what I need. This is what I need. Hallelujah. So, hallelujah. I'm trying to find where I was. There's where I was right there the other night. But I want to read you some things before I get to that. Just a couple of things that I jotted down about prayer. And uh, I hope maybe you can, maybe this, some of this will be a blessing to you. Faith is kept alive by prayer. Powerful praying centers around a powerful person. And that person is Jesus. He's powerful. Hallelujah. Praying in the Holy Ghost in our personal prayer time and so forth is like scraping the sides of our spirit. As we scrape the sides of our spirit, praying in the Holy Ghost deposits filter up from our spirit into our mind or into our thoughts. Hallelujah. We can have a buildup in our spirit that we're not getting to take advantage of if we don't pray in the Holy Ghost and jar it loose. Praying is divine. It takes the whole person. Therefore, it is no easy task. It is not just a few random words. Prayer is the remedy for every situation. Hallelujah. I wrote down, help me to pray. Uh, glory to God. The anointing to preach does not come from study. The anointing comes from prayer and in spending time with God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. I like these little nuggets about prayer. Thank you, Jesus. I usually write prayer and put a circle around it if there's something that I want to remember. I know I had something back here that I missed. 
Hallelujah. Okay. There has been things in the heavenlies frozen for you. I don't know who said that. Wasn't, I didn't get that. Somebody else got that. But it's beginning to thaw. The big thaw has come. <laughs> things have been held up. I would agree with that, wouldn't you? Thank you, Jesus. And then, hallelujah, glory is always at the end of faith. It takes grace to stay in the race. Oh, I, hey, that's pastor's notes. Well, that was really good. I thought I was, that was notes from the Sunday message. Well, hallelujah. <laughs> about a week ago, we had this come forth in the spirit. Tune up because you're about, you're fixing to move up. Did you know God says fixing? I know he did because that's what he said to me. Tune up because you're fixing to move up. Hallelujah. And then Sunday morning, crossed the river this morning, got got out of our, the comfort of this side of the river and uh the miracles aren't on this side hallelujah we've we've gone through all the ones on this side this morning the river which has been swift will be parted for easy crossing and you know what i just read you where uh they cross the river and i didn't where they're going into the rand of milk and honey and they're about to cross the jordan river that was the second crossing that wasn't when they crossed the red sea this is the second crossing when they came out of the wilderness. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I don't know where I got this crazy note. Be blessed. Jesus couldn't make his mother happy. That's, I think, I don't know. That might not even be right. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Faith makes prayer effective. Faith turns asking into obtaining. Faith makes prayer strong and gives it patience. Faith believes that God rewards. Hallelujah. If you're in faith, you're patient. If you're impatient, you're not in faith, okay? Get rid of all doubt and questioning. A person of great faith is not always questioning. I wonder if, and maybe, maybe I didn't do this right, and I wonder if. Rep replace. It's real easy to get rid of questioning. Does anybody in here, maybe you won't raise your hand, but just in, you know that you need to get rid of questioning. You're always wondering or questioning, did I, should I have, I might have missed it, questioning, questioning, questioning. It's real easy to get rid of it. It's, you can do it just like this. You replace all questioning and doubts with trust. All you have to do is say, no, I trust you, Lord. I trust you. I'm not going to wonder, hallelujah, where I missed it, what I could have done different. Hallelujah. Okay, let's get started. That was just some things I wanted to share. Okay, we're Psalm 23, you don't have to turn there. But we're talking about corporate prayer. And one person said, and I think this is about where I left off last week, is green that that Psalm 23 that let he well let's just go there, blah 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 blah. I can get my tongue tied up trying to say it all. Hallelujah. Psalm 20. See, the Lord is my shepherd; I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. Green pastures is corporate prayer. That's what some, I, I don't know where I got that, but from somebody. To lie down in green pastures, he leadeth me beside the still waters, and still waters is alone prayer, personal prayer. Hallelujah. Still waters, personal prayer. 
green pastures. I want some green pastures, don't you? Corporate prayer. Um, corporate prayer takes practice, participation, and concentration. Now, let me say this before we get started tonight. I'm not trying, I don't, I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings tonight. I don't want to put anybody under condemnation. That is not our purpose. Our purposes, though, are to learn uh, some of the principles and to get out of our comfort zone and to break off anything religious that's not producing in our praying. And so, but we're not here to... Uh, we're not here to offend, but last week was the, this is the more practical side. Last week was the more uh, spiritual side of, com of corporate prayer. This is going to be the more practical stuff. Uh, so it takes practice. It takes participation and concentration. A lot of people give up, but learning to pray corporately effectively, it takes a lot of practice. You know, and that's the assignment for this year, become skillful in corporate prayer. And that's not Miss Debbie's assignment to become skillful, but it's the church's assignment. So it includes all of us. Uh, <clears throat> and it, it, it requires participation and prayer requires all kinds of, every kind of prayer requires concentration. Uh, in corporate prayer, we set God at the center of our attention. You know, in other words, we forget about ourselves. When we come to corporate prayer, we forget about ourselves. Now, there's many kinds of corporate prayer. And there is a type of corporate prayer that that could happen, that we might do, or that could happen, at where everybody comes together and you pray for each other's needs. And I'm not talking about laying on of hands. I'm talking about get down and... <laughs> help people pray out situations in their life. That is a type of corporate prayer. Eric and I and Anita and Pastor came together uh, one night and prayed for our family at their home, our the whole Billings family. And um, that was a coming together, putting our faith together, putting our anointing and unction together to pray out some situations and some things that we wanted to see done in our family. And we saw fruit nearly immediately, and we've continued to see fruit. Uh, we might need to do it again to push it on over there to another place even. But um, so that is a type of corporate prayer. But the type of corporate prayer we're going to mostly be talking about tonight is the type of corporate prayer where you come together uh and you forget about yourselves and you come together to do, do, to do business with God and to do business for God. In other words, you are hooking up with God as a co-labor with Him to get things done in the kingdom that He wants done. And so that requires that we forget about ourselves. When we walk in the door, we forget about ourselves. So number one, we forget, we forget about what others think about us. You will never be effective in corporate prayer if you're wondering what everybody thinks about your praying. Or what everybody, you know, I well, I really don't want to say that because what will people think? Oh, boy, is it ever time for the body of Christ to get over themselves. People are not thinking about you near as much as we think they are. They're just not. Uh, number two, 
If you're trying to impress someone with your praying, you not only are wrong, but you are interfering with corporate prayer. In other words, if you're thinking about, I'm going to pray this and that will really impress them with the revelation that I have and how good I pray. Matthew chapter 6, let's go there real quickly. I know, you know, this is not, well, I just want to cover it all, hallelujah, because we're getting skillful in corporate prayer. So, um. Take heed that you, Matthew 6, did I say that, verse 1? Take heed that you do not your alms before men to be seen of them, otherwise you have no reward. Alms is giving to the poor. It is not tithes and offerings. So interpret that in that light. Not in the light of, oh, man, nobody can know what I give. Nobody, well, and you know, we don't go around bragging about it, but nobody can know that tithe. I have to keep it secret. Boy, I can't even write the amount on the envelope because, oh, man. No, this is talking about alms, and there's a very practical reason for that. We won't get into it. Otherwise, you have no reward of your Father, which is in heaven. Therefore, when thou doest thine alms, do not sound a trumpet before thee, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, that they have may, have may have glory of men. Verily, I say unto you, they have their reward. But when thou doest alms, let not thy left hand know what thy right hand doeth. That the alms, that thine alms be in secret, and the Father which seeth in secret himself shall reward thee openly. Hallelujah. And when thou prayest, thou shalt not be as the hypocrites are, for they love to pray, standing in the synagogues and in the corners of the streets, that they may be seen of men. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. But thou, when thou prayest, enter into thy closet, when thou hast shut thy door, pray to thy Father, which is in secret, and thy Father, which seeth in secret, shall reward thee openly. And that's, of course, talking about personal prayer. You got, and it's talking about not praying to be seen, which is what we're talking about now. And it doesn't mean that we can't pray together. It means that when you begin to pray when we're together, also, it also means this. Don't pray to be seen. But when we pray, use not vain repetitions as the heathen do, for they think that they shall be heard for their much speaking. And then it goes on and down. Hallelujah. We won't read the rest, but he gives us some great instructions where prayer is concerned there. Uh, we will not be effective in prayer wanting the approval of others, wanting to be seen of men because uh, we want them to think we're spiritual or if it's just that uh, we want them to approve of us. If we're trying to impress people, what will happen is we'll probably pray too long and that'll be very unimpressive. Hallelujah. And also, we don't want to be vainly repetitious. Number three, we have to forget about our problems. The Bible says if we give, Mark 6.38, Luke 6.38, sorry. Uh, if we give, it'll be given unto us, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. So if we say, Lord, I'm going to quit thinking about me, and I'm going to pray for somebody else. I'm going to pray for... Uh, the people of Tuscaloosa County, God will reward us and it'll be given unto us. So somebody will pray for you down the road. Somebody's going to be praying for you. Uh, it might be somebody over in another country praying in the Spirit, but they're praying and God is not going to let you go without prayer. When you give, it's given unto you. When you sow prayer, you reap prayer. Number four, forget about your children and their problems. Oh, my. Oh, my. 
That is not what we come to corporate prayer for, is to pray about your children and their problems or your friends and their problems. Hallelujah. You know, uh, our friends and their problems. I believe it's so right to pray for other people. Don't get me wrong. And I do believe that when you're in your personal prayer time, you should be led of the Spirit and you should ask the Lord and, and, and take time to watch in the Spirit and see who God will lead you to pray for. I believe we, that you should pray for all the people of River Church that you're in covenant connection with. You're in covenant connection. But we're also in covenant, maybe not in the same company, but we're in covenant with other people. And the Bible says, Says for us to pray for them. But I'm talking about those friends that are calling you all the time for prayer. Now, you know, I tell you, hallelujah, I can pretty much describe them. Well, actually, James already did, so I won't have to. I mean, James already told, said what to do. He already said it. And, uh, you know, unless you're getting your kicks and it makes you feel self-important, um, pastor says that uh, people text all the time because it makes them feel self-important. They're always <laughs> looking at their phone and, you know, they're getting 50 texts every five minutes. And, you know, it's like, oh, this makes me feel like I'm an important person in this world. Hallelujah. And everybody, they are on everybody's tweet. But anyway, this could make you, you could feel self-important and like it that people are trying to throw their stuff let you carry their burdens but in mount james 1 6 no excuse me james 5 oh, i like that scripture too though james uh what am i in the right spot I'm, yeah here i am i got over in peter james uh 5 13 is any among you afflicted going afflicted is not sick afflicted is going through a test or a trial it says let him pray it doesn't say, let him call his friend and tell him all his problems. And, and, you know, hallelujah. You're not supposed to, they're not supposed to do it. You're not supposed to put up with it. Is any merry? Let him sing psalms. Nobody can do your singing for you and nobody can do your praying for you. And so, um, now I'm not talking about, I think we should call each other when we need prayer. That's not what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the people that just, that, that it's always, it's always, it's always something. Um, so um, we don't bring that to corporate prayer. We have to cast that off. We cast our care. We do not come to corporate prayer to put our problems on the rest of the people at corporate prayer, whether we speak them or whether we just drag in with heaviness, we need to deal with it. Hallelujah. We are faith people. And we may not be able to conquer everything in our lives, but we can get it off of us long enough to come to corporate prayer, sow, sow ourselves into the kingdom, and then believe God that He will reward us and He will help us with our situation. So we don't need to we need to leave our heaviness, leave our burdens for uh, other people and for ourselves at the door. I don't know if that hurts our feelings or not. It doesn't hurt mine. I'm like, you know, I, I that's how I see it. Number five, we're supposed to flow with the group in corporate prayer. Now that means that if you're praying for your friends, you're not flowing with the group. Hallelujah. So we're to flow with the group in corporate prayer. 
And the leader sets the whatever we're going to pray for that night. And supposedly the leader's supposed to be led by the Spirit. And I know there's always been times when, there's been times when I haven't been, there's been times when other people haven't been. But we really endeavor to have the mind and the heart of God when we come in here and then to flow with the Spirit, at, flow with the group, following the leader what to, to what they say. Prayer. We humble ourselves in that way. Number six, uh, we have we do away with religious praying that doesn't have revelation in it. That's kind of one of the definitions that I would give for religious praying. It's either praying by rote, it's but or it's praying in a way, way that's not. There's no revelation in it. In other words, it's just praying on the very top of the surface. It's it's like it's not praying. It's it's never. We might start out on the surface of the water and start decreeing and declaring some things that we all know that we're all flowing with. But there, then there should be a time that we should we should endeavor to delve deeper and to get out of uh, just religious saying the same thing that vain repetitions, praying the very same thing we prayed last week. But but seeing in the spirit how to how the Holy Ghost is putting it today, how the Holy Ghost is phrasing it today, the revelation the Holy Ghost is bringing. Just like we got a revelation that that Sunday we had crossed over into the moor, and so that was fresh. That was fresh word, and we started calling out the moor in different areas, and that was all fresh. It was it was revelation. It was not religious praying. That's one definition of religious praying. Number seven, we don't pray King James. We don't say, Father, we just come before thee and present ourselves to thee that you might put your love upon us and that thou mayest see us and recognize us and love us in all thy ways and in all thy power. That's King James. We don't pray King James. Hallelujah. We read King James. We don't pray it. Hallelujah. We may quote King James, but we don't pray it. Number eight, we back things with scripture. We don't want to pray anything that's unscriptural, but we don't waste the people in the corporate prayer group's time quoting a lot of scripture. You know, we don't get up here and say, now, uh, who his own self bear our sins in his own body on the tree, that we having died to sin should live unto righteousness, by whose stripes ye were healed. Now, Lord, we just know they're healed, so we ask you to heal everybody in Tuscaloosa County. That was just a big waste of time. Especially in this group, y'all already know that scripture. And God already knows it too. Hallelujah. And so we don't have to... Now, at, when we're at home doing our confessions, I may decree and declare that scripture over myself. But when we're corporately praying, leave off the... We don't need a lot of extras. Leave it off. I don't know if that makes sense to you, but just say, Ah, oh, God, you're the healer. Heal them in Jesus' name. Praise God. And then back it up in tongues or whatever. Number nine, stay cohesive. It Stay in close proximity to one another. Now, I, I hadn't thought this, you know, I, I kind of knew this, but I, this woman put this real, I even kind of got like, okay, we need to make an adjustment. She says, uh, she says the place. She's talking about, she's telling how to start a corporate prayer group. This is an informal kind of prayer. The place, too, should be informal. 
not a large room or auditorium. Of course, that would be different if there's 25,000 people, but she's talking about 12 people or less, you know. Unless you can arrange the chairs in a circle in one corner, a small room is always better. It should be a place where you'll be undisturbed. Any possibility of disturbance will tend to check the ease and freedom of those praying and interrupt the line of thought. If your children are screaming in the basement, you are probably used to it by this time, but someone else may not be. Pray about the location and the right answer will come. And the size of the group, she talks about when the group is small, the members feel free to pray as often as they need to. If the group is too large, someone is sure to use it as an excuse to say to himself, it doesn't matter if I don't pray, the others will. When you come to corporate prayer, come with the intention to open your mouth and actually pray. Uh, then she talks about the time to pray, and she says any time is the time for corporate prayer. And then the position. Sitting around the table draws people together in an easy yet intimate way. Sitting in a circle is also favored position. Or kneeling by a sofa or at an altar, and that would be two or three people, of course. Uh, scattered seating is to be avoided. We are members of one family, and remember, don't pray into a sofa or a chair so no one can hear. That's not corporate prayer, is it? Praying where no one else can hear is not corporate prayer. It's a type of prayer, and we're not saying it has no benefit or no fruit, but it's not going to have the fruit, the same fruit as corporate prayer. It's going to be a different kind of fruit. Okay, so um, stay cohesive. Number 10, we don't preach pray. And I've heard preach praying, and I've probably done it before. I ask the Lord forgive me and you too, but that's when... You start off trying to teach somebody before you, you know, it's okay to, like, not in corporate prayer, but like here, if I want to teach something, I need to teach it. And then when we pray, not start praying and think of something I should have taught and, <laughs> and teach it while I'm praying. Hallelujah. So that's what we're talking about, where you begin to tell people things in prayer. Try to teach them doctrine in prayer. Uh, Number 11, we try not to tell God what he already knows. Hallelujah. It's no need in telling God. Like, for instance, now you don't say to God, Now, Lord, I just want to lift up the Davises today because you know they have marriage problems. And, Father, you know that she cheated on him. And I know you don't like that, Lord. And, see, you're telling him things he already knows. And that is just a waste of yours and his time. Hallelujah. But some... Some people do pray like that, uh, so we try really hard not to do that. And then number two, we would never pray for anybody like that in corporate prayer. We do not pray, even if we're praying for people, um, and maybe we like before we've said, let's pray for every member in the church, every family. But we do not pray and release information about people, even if it's just, well, they need healing or anything. We just say, we're lifting up the Davises. Hallelujah. We pray for them. We ask you to bless them. We can speak all kinds of blessings on them. We thank you for health in their life. We thank you, Father, that you're... Uh, you're just blessing every relationship they have. We can do all sorts of things, but we don't want to bring ever bring anybody up and reveal their secrets. Even if you say to yourself, well, everybody here already knows, it's still nobody wants to be the topic of conversation 
and with their problems at corporate prayer. Even if they ask you to, don't do it. If somebody says, well, you're going to prayer, would you pray for my marriage tonight? Y'all pray for my marriage tonight. No, don't do it. Don't bring it up. What we would do, what I would do in that case is I would say, let me pray for you right now. Hallelujah. Because we know, and a lot of people don't know, but it doesn't take more. More praying for you won't do any good. Hallelujah. When coming to corporate prayer, we should not be at corporate prayer, but absent from corporate prayer. You know, that's when your body's there, but nothing else is. How? Don't tell me you've never done that. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We've all fell in that trap. Um, we're not here for personal prayer. I need you all to pray for me tonight. That's not worth But often that happens. I know when we were having corporate prayer before, we, ne- we, didn't, we did not do that, and it was great. But sometimes at the end, uh, before we left, we would pray for somebody, and that's great. We just don't put it up there in the front. Number one, to distract everybody and to distract ourselves. We give God the first. We don't come to play catch-up. I'm coming to play catch-up. You know what that means. You're behind in your personal prayer life, and you came to corporate prayer to catch up. Because even if you're behind, if you're behind in prayer, don't come to corporate prayer to play catch-up. Just ask God to forgive you for being behind. Come to corporate prayer, pray with the cohesive group, and then start fresh the next day on your prayer life. Uh, We're not here in corporate prayer to soak in the presence. You know, some people come to corporate prayer and you never hear a peep out of them and they're just, ah. Oh. But you know what? That's be, you're, that's kind of being like a stealing. To me, that's like stealing. Uh, it is. It's because you come in here and you're soaking on the anointing that somebody else labored to provide. Okay, forgive me before the service is over. <laughs> Stay in the moment. You know, that's kind of a fad thing to be saying right now. You know, uh, Sometimes we watch the O'Reilly Factor, and they have a big list of things that you get a $100 fine if you say it. But And one of the things you're not allowed to say on there is, uh, what's that? Oh, I just forgot it. At the end of the day, you cannot say, at the end of the day, it always can, you're not allowed to say that. Well, this is one of those that's getting like that, is uh, in the moment, be in the moment, hallelujah. But we need to be in the moment, so I'm going to say it. We, uh, If we're in the moment, we're in tune with the group. And that way, if we're praying corporately and Eric prays something, then as soon as he stops, if I, I could, I wouldn't have to, but, or you could, pick up right where he left off. You're not going to be like, I don't have a clue. And Or if Eric said, uh, take over, Annette, start praying right there where I left off. You don't go, Lord in heaven, I wonder what he was praying about and just take a jab at something, you know. <laughs> so no. Um, so no, we, we step right in. Don't change the topic. The leader changes the topic. And you know this is that we we're kind of in corporate prayer the 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 leader can be this can be slightly informal but still there's someone that's got to guide the group whether it be 3 or it be 12 or it be 50 somebody's got to guide guide the group otherwise you'll be praying for India and somebody over here will be praying for China and so or you will start out for India and somebody'll 
that has a big heart for China will switch gears and say, well, you know, we pray that for them too. Uh, hallelujah. So don't change the topic. Let the leader change the topic. Let the Holy Ghost, let it evolve. Hallelujah. Praise God. Let it evolve. Uh, speak loud enough to be heard. That's important. I know, you know, the older that, I don't want to confess that, but hallelujah. We just, we need to hear you. <laughs> and it might not be quite as sharp as it once was. Hallelujah. Especially since that firecracker went off in one ear. <laughs> hallelujah. Uh, we're believing for that. Anyway. Hallelujah. There are different kinds of corporate prayer. And we should always be learning. And we should always be eager to join with different people that pray different ways so that we can learn something and to follow them. We talked about the other night that what I call mega prayer would be 50 people to 20,000. Uh, a lot of times that would happen in tongues uh, or the leader. Uh, it, if it doesn't happen in tongues, then there's just going to be one person praying and everybody else is just going to be sitting there with their heads bowed. And that's not what I call corporate prayer. So for corporate prayer to happen with a big, huge number of people, you're going to have to pray in the Spirit. And then Brother Hagen used to lead from the stage. He'd get down on a knee in front of a chair, but he had a microphone on, and he would just start praying, and we would just all follow. Hallelujah. And he didn't look to see if we were or anything, but that's how a, a big group would pray corporately. Uh, if you don't speak in tongues, then I'm going to ask you to commit tonight to pursuing that gift. I don't think there's anybody here that doesn't, but if you don't or if you need to expand that. You know, uh, ultra mini prayer group would be two to four. Mini would be five to ten, and large would be twelve to fifty for me. After 50, to me, it's mega. Now, I just made that all up. I, what I thought, I didn't read that anywhere. And that, there's no hard and fast rule, you know. But I would just say, as far as how it operates, uh, not uh, praise God. The, the real basis for not wanting to pray with someone else. Okay, now don't get mad at me about this. This lady that wrote this book, Rosalind Rinker, and this is an old book, new to me, but very old. She's a old-timer. Uh, not very old, but old enough. Uh, Rosalind Rinker uh, said, human pride is the basis of all self-consciousness. So when people say they're shy, and so shyness is just uh, another word for pride. But the devil has a lot of people bound in shyness. And sometimes it started off as children. And uh, hallelujah. Uh, but in self-conscious being, a, well, I just can't get up in front of people and talk or I can't pray because I'm self-conscious. Well, that's pride and you just have to face that and deal with it. Number two, a basis for not wanting to pray corporately or with other people or with someone else is uh, laziness. Because prayer takes effort, focus. And let me say this, prayer can be tiring. It can be. Sometimes we have prayed so deep at corporate prayer. I know y'all probably felt this way too, that I felt like something was ripped out or right down here. Uh, hallelujah. You know, at home you can do lazy praying. You know, lazy praying is lounge chair praying and, and you know, you're kind of dozing. Then you doze a minute, and then you shut up, I think. Now, that's lazy praying, and I know I do it sometimes, and I know you do it sometimes. Hallelujah. And I'm not saying that even lazy praying doesn't have some. 
there's always profit to prayer, even if it's lazy praying. But if all you ever do is lazy praying, you're you're behind. You're way behind. <laughs> Hallelujah. Sometimes you've got to walk the floor and shout and speak loud and command and pull down and cast down and stomp and spit. and That'll help. Even some stomping and spitting will help. Uh, number three is just not making corporate prayer a priority. That's when you believe it. You believe in it, um, and you really want it, but you just don't make it a priority. Because if we don't make it a priority, we can know all about corporate prayer. We can love corporate prayer. We can know it's right. But if we don't do something about it, it just won't happen, will it? Number four reason for not praying corporately is, and there's a whole group of people like this, I'd rather be active. You know, you've got to sit down and concentrate. Well, you can stand up and concentrate, but you've got to focus. You've got to concentrate. Uh, you've got to kind of render the body helpless. You've just kind of, and uh, I'd, a lot of people would rather be active, and that's the Martha versus Mary syndrome. Martha likes to would rather be up clean in the kitchen than being at the feet of Jesus praying. But Martha has to settle down sometimes and pray. And hallelujah. Do you all agree with that? And that's when the spirit and mind are weaker than the body. No. Yeah, that's right. Your body is more active, your flesh, what do you want to call it? And the spirit and the mind are undeveloped. You've never developed your spirit, man, to take charge and say, sit down here, flesh we're going to pray hallelujah because it's easier it is easier to just go and do it it really is and number five was disobedience we know we're supposed to but we just don't and there's no condemnation there's no condemnation if you know you're supposed to and you just don't but you do still does it still doesn't mean you don't need to deal with it however god is very patient with us he is patient with us, and He has been patient with River Church. I mean, we've taken a two-year sabbatical from uh, corporate prayer. And I don't, I probably, the last year, we probably, we probably the first year, it was, I know it was God when we stopped corporate prayer. But probably at some point in the last two years, we should have picked it up. But I was just. I didn't know where to start. I didn't know what to do. And so I just did it and I did nothing. And I confess that to you. But anyway, um, hallelujah, it's time to get going again on, and become skillful in corporate, corporate prayer. That doesn't mean we didn't pray corporately in some different ways, but we did. But not, and hallelujah. And who knows how we're going to pray corporately in the future, but we are going to pray. We're going to be skillful. Some person, one person asked, is personal prayer, in personal prayer versus corporate prayer, which is better? And, you know, I know you might think I'm going to answer personal prayer because you might say it's better. But really and truly, one without the other is like having day without night. It really is. We don't want to do without either one. I tell you, some of the most glorious things in my life have been through corporate prayer. Usually I get more revelation in corporate prayer than I do in personal prayer. And, and, I've, and, and we've had uh, the corporate anointing 
is is beautiful and wonderful. I just wouldn't want to do without it. And I started out in corporate prayer right after I got filled with the Spirit because my grandmother was always, she got up in the morning very early with my grandfather, cooked breakfast. And as soon as she finished bre- cooking breakfast and cleaning that up, she cooked her lunch. Like she'd have lunch cooked at 7 in the morning. And I'm talking about beans and, you know, meatloaf and all that kind of stuff. And then she, about 9 o'clock, she got out and she was going to somebody's house and let's pray. And they prayed and drank coffee. And so when I got filled with the Spirit, she started and she started taking me with her. And Colin, he's about that big. He was three or four. I don't remember. What was it? 1980. So I guess he was nearly four. And um, so, um, and we'd go over there and we would pray with them. And I did not know anything about prayer, but I would pray with them. And hallelujah. And God honored it, and we moved on, and we moved on. And then in Seminole, we prayed corporately. I prayed with a group of ladies on Wednesday afternoon. And then sometimes we would have prayer like we've done here before, where we'd have a week of prayer and things like that in the home. And uh, got a lot of, you know, God got us to Alabama through that week of prayer, week of prayer in the home. On the last night of that prayer meeting on Saturday night, we were actually went to the church that night, and I heard the Lord say, Acts 13. Acts 13, 1, and I didn't know what it said. And we had already been thinking about, are we supposed to move, are we supposed to move? And I went over and opened the Bible to Acts 13, 1. It says, now separate unto me Barnabas and Saul for the work whereunto I have called them. And I said, okay. And uh, I said, okay. And I said, okay, Lord, I'm now I know for sure we are. I won't talk to you about that anymore, but now I need to know where we're going if you don't mind. Because we didn't know it was, we didn't know it was Alabama, and he said, "Don't." And I said, "What?" Because it's right before Christmas. This was in November. I said, "Oh, what do we do? Are we moving next week?" And he was like, "He told me. He said, have a normal Christmas. I'll talk to you about it in January." And in January, we went to some meetings at Tulsa, and Mark Brzee started preaching, and God started doing a download. I'm telling you, there's nothing like the corporate. There's nothing like the corporate. Life-changing. Went, got, went in and got in his prayer meetings. His, he had meetings, Holy Ghost meetings and prayer meetings just for pastors. Went and got into it. God started downloading. And he told us, move to Alabama, do this, tell your mother this day. Gave us the exact day. Tell our mother, tell your daddy this day. Don't tell your granny. And... <laughs> Because, <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> and uh, anyway, even though she was a wonderful Christian woman, still, she still was a granny. <laughs> Thank you, Lord Jesus. So I cannot, I'm not trying to, I can't sell you on the corporate enough. Hallelujah. I could come and be with y'all and pray every day. And it wouldn't even be a burden. And I know you feel the same way too, but I do know you have to go to work. I do understand that. But I know you would do it too if you didn't, if they weren't expecting you to show up at work. And I know you would love it too. So we just pray, Lord, and ask you to show us a way because, Lord, you know the schedules and you know the, 
you know what you want done in Tuscaloosa County. So show us the way to do it. Show us how to do it. Show us when to do it. Show us, Lord, how we can be most effective. And, Lord, we will obey you. And, Lord, just like you gave directions for coming to Alabama, we're asking you for specific directions showing us how to become skillful in corporate prayer because it's our heart to obey you. And, Lord, we just... Just raise your hand. I'm not opening my eyes. Pastor's not. Where nobody's looking around. If you're going to obey God, hallelujah, when He shows you the way, then just raise your hand and say, Lord, I'm whatever you show me to do, that's what I'm going to do. And Lord, we just thank you so much for this crossing over that we've done. And Lord, I ask you for all these people that labor in secular jobs, I ask you for special blessing on them, special help. In the name of Jesus, show them things they've never thought of. Show them ways of doing things they've never seen. Show them the way. Lord God, hallelujah, make them effective. Make them like Joseph in the name of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah, that Pharaoh prospers because of them. Oh, we give you glory for that. And hallelujah, let let the time they spend... Lord, let it be fast and let it be a joy. Let it not be a burden to have to go to the secular workplace. Father, give them much opportunity to, to minister for you and to witness for you in ways they've never known they could or thought they could, ways they've never thought of. Open doors for them and give them encounters with you, Lord, and encounters with other people and you, Lord. And we give you praise for it. And Lord, anything in our past where we didn't pray, we should have prayed, we didn't pray, wash us by the blood of Jesus. Cleanse us, Lord. Forgive us. And Lord, thank you that you don't condemn us and that you've been so patient with us. And Lord, help us do away with anything that's not necessary that we're calling prayer, but that's not benefiting the kingdom. We ask you to help us with that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. I nearly got over there and preach pray. I thought I was going to have to. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. But I, I backed off before I did.